This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. Welcome to the Center for Sports Studies podcast. My name is Brandon Podgorski, Professor of Sport Management at Trine University, and I want to welcome you to this week's podcast. On today's podcast, I am joined by Trine Professor and Head Triathlon Coach, Dr. Danny Powell, and Senior Triathlete, Kira Warren. As a current coach and leadership consultant, Dr. Powell discusses his philosophies on leadership, team cohesion, and culture, all of which are available in his book, Shared Vision. We also discuss how he has implemented these philosophies at Trine and the effects they have had from an athlete's point of view. I hope you enjoy. Well, Danny, welcome to the show. Thanks, Coach Bob. And uh, Kiva, we're also very glad to have you. Um, We don't get an opportunity to have a lot of our Trine students on to kind of give a perspective on the background from the athlete side. So very happy to have you as well. Awesome, thanks. Well, it's my pleasure. And and Danny, we'll start with you, you know, being one of my colleagues, you know, I know a little bit about your background, but tell us about your background, you know, in the coaching side, but also you've done a lot of consulting for uh, teams as well. Well, I started doing consulting for teams because when I was working on my, uh, my, my doctorate, I was uh, really uh, trying to understand leadership better. And, um, you know, uh, a- athletics really permeates everything we do in society today. And, and some of the best leaders in my life were coaches. So I really tried to uh, study coaches and understand coaches and then just try to understand why some people season after season and year after year and career after career just outperform other people consistently over and over and over. Um, And as a result of the research, um, I started getting opportunities to uh, consult with college teams and high school teams and a couple of professional teams. And um, um, a a lot of the work that I've done since then has just come about as a result of my research and then have an opportunity to consult with other teams. And then um, my academic career started as a result of that as well. Yeah. And, it, and there's no magic bullet. And, and I'm very interested in the research you do because it's kind of what I'm working on in my PhD as well. I, I think there's a lot um, of research to, to really kind of educate coaches on things like leadership and team cohesion and, and kind of autonomy versus democratic coaching styles. But, you know, if you could kind of sum all of your years of research up and maybe just kind of like maybe two or three things where coaches could could work on that actually have some purpose behind them or, or show some um, some actual you know legwork behind them what might they be well i think um, everybody has a unique and different style based on their brain type and their personality traits you know and it really has a lot to do with our basic assumptions of human nature i but my particular style probably comes about because of what how I believe uh, in transformational leadership. And in transformational leadership, you know, leadership becomes something that's more than a position of power and authority. It's um, a a leadership theory that um, we believe that leadership is shared throughout an organization from, in in the case of uh, an athletic team from freshman up up to coach. I may have a position of power and authority as, as a coach, but we share leadership. In transformational leadership, you believe in um, you know, modeling the way, inspiring a shared vision, enabling others, challenging the process, and encouraging the heart. 
And when you think of leadership in that way, leadership becomes all of our business. It's, it's the business of the freshman, just the same way it is the business of the coach. And so how have you implemented some of that? Because you're the head coach of the triathlon team here at Trine. How have you been able to implement a little bit of that over the years? Because is this your fourth or fifth year? It's our fifth year. Fifth year. So, you know, you've been able to see some of those freshmen actually kind of go up and be seniors. And we got one with us today. And so we're going to get her perspective. But how have you kind of slowly been able to implement that over the past five years? Well, Kira came in as a freshman. And she was the first freshman I recruited that has matriculated all the way to becoming a, a senior. And I think from that very first year that she was here, we started talking about transformational leadership. And we started talking about um, <clears throat> values of our team and how everything we need, we do is values driven from articulating our, uh, our credo, our team credo and how the things that we do in practice and the, the way we, you know, live out our lives and live out our missions as teammates are impacted by our values, our shared values, our shared vision, and our team credo. Um, and I hope I'm not putting words in Kira's mouth, and I hope that I'm not saying something that uh, is completely great to Kira, but um, I think as we've grown as a team, it has become over time part of the DNA of our team. Um, we, we, we do model the way, we do inspire shared vision, we do enable others, we do challenge the process, we do encourage the heart. And I mean, a good example is an encourage, you know, challenging the process. Um, there's been a number of times, even when Kira was a freshman, she would come to me and say, hey, coach, uh, we got this workout, it sounds great, but have you thought about doing this our, our, our legs are worn out from the other workouts can we do something different and you know these guys are not afraid to challenge me as the coach and um, i'm glad we have that kind of a real relationship because sometimes we're a unique team sometimes what they've got to say is um, uh, better they may have a better idea and they're not afraid to challenge me on that so I'm interested in that from, we'll just say like a player perspective. Um, I know triathlon isn't like a, a team like basketball where you're players, but we'll just say from a player perspective, because there's this old quote about from Vince Lombardi or about Vince Lombardi, who's, you know, if, if listeners aren't aware, famous coach of the Green Bay Packers and more that authoritative type. And people would say, you know, when Lombardi said, take a seat, you didn't look for a chair. Right, but you guys, your leadership style, it's a little bit more flat. So maybe we don't kind of have that hierarchical order that's kind of traditional. So from the athlete perspective on that, um, do you like that? Do you like having a little bit more say? Do you feel that that makes you a little bit more engaged and a little bit more valuable part of the team? Or is maybe the traditional model the way to go where, you know, coach says jump, you say how high? <laughs> I think for triathlon, that is a really good um, method of coaching that that coach has, um, where we're all kind of leaders and we have a really great team where lots of um, lots of athletes are special have specialities in different areas. Like we have a lot of great swimmers, we have some great bikers. So those great swimmers can bring the rest of us along and teach us new techniques, new workouts, and they can come to coach and say, hey, we got, we got this workout that I think would really help. We got these drills. Um, so I think that's really helpful for the sport of triathlon, especially. 
And, you know, there's research to back that up about how powerful it can be for coaches to actually seek input from the athletes. And, and it really does kind of make a difference. And I think triathlon is a unique sport in that, in that way, especially kind of being an individual sport. But, but as the coach and, and as a former coach, you know, I think my knee-jerk reaction is push back on it because, you know, well, what are you going to tell me? I, I'm the coach. I've done this. I know what I'm talking about. So how are you, you know, Danny, how are you able to kind of get over the ego part of it? And you're, I'm not saying you're ego maniacal. That's not the point. But, you know, from a coach, being able to be a little bit humble and take that input and say, you know, yeah, this is a good idea. Well, that's a really good question because um, I, um, I study personality types a lot. And there are some parts of my personality that I don't particularly like very well. Um, and as all of us, you know, we're all in that boat. Well, when you uh, when you read about my my personality type, I am uh, very authoritative. Um, I I tend to engage in win lose conversations. I uh, am, am am always right. So it's something that I've had to work on a lot. I don't know that I've always approached coaching the, this way, and. Um, it, it, it was a difficult transition for me, but I think a lot of it had to do with um, coaching my kids when they were younger. And uh, my wife always reminded me, Danny, those kids are not you. You've got you to do something different. And then when I started coaching these guys and they weren't, um, you know, the 32-year-old triathlete and um, – just recognizing that their motives are different than other people's motives and recognizing that, you know, we're at the Academy where the most important thing we do at the Academy is educate people. Um, we had to find a real balance for what we're trying to accomplish versus their, you know, bigger goals, you know, what they're trying to accomplish as professionals and scholars. And, um, it just worked out that I've got a really special group of people that um, have supported me maybe more than I've supported them. And um, it's, I guess, I think, like I think I mentioned earlier, it's become part of the DNA of our organization. We support each other and um, we're just unique. Uh, we've got a special group of people that um, I respect and um, I think they respect me and uh, we have a good relationship. So, you know, Kira, you can confirm being at the D3 level, talking about motivations, you're not on full scholarship as a triathlete. Correct. Right? <laughs> so, and again, there's research that goes along with that where scholarship athletes, some kind of can, can feel trapped a little bit because, you know, I, I can't leave. I'm on scholarship and I have to do this. So they take a certain amount of kind of that authoritative coaches, coaching. You talked about you got a good group. So how do you recruit to that? Or, and then maybe, you know, it's a double barrel question, but how do you recruit to that? And how do you build that effective kind of team culture? Or how have you that, done it? That, that's, that's a great question. Sometimes I fail at this and, and most of the time we do it really well. Um, we don't have to be a gigantic team. So we can be really selective about the people we recruit. I think mm -hmm. Kira will tell you, if we bring one or two people in, it's great. Each year, we bring five people in. That's fine each year. Um, but when I've identified the kinds of people that I think will fit with our team really well, those are the ones we want. We're, because we can be selective, we can eliminate a lot of other people. Um, if they don't 
if their values don't match ours, we try our best just to not pursue those athletes. I mean, they, they, they have to value education. They have to value scholarship. They have to, to, to value those things. But the other thing is they got to be able to work with, with, with these ladies. You know, yesterday we were out on a long bike ride. It was a tough bike ride. It was hard. It took everybody to get, get through that bike ride. And it's the support of them. It's the support of each other that gets us through those rides. I needed them to encourage me on the bike ride. I mean, <laughs> um, it was supposed to be a really, really, really easy ride. And by the end of it, I was struggling. But, you know, see these guys work and they see each other work and we push each other through it. We recruit the wrong people and we get one wrong person and it just messes everything up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In recruiting to the, to the culture, it's a big part, whether we're talking about a team or you're talking about HR, um, you know, there's so many jobs that, that need to be filled right now. And I think there might be a tendency of, for, for people, well, I just need to get somebody in here. And now you're creating more problems than what they saw. You got to recruit for fit. Yeah. In, in, a, in any organization, I believe you've got to recruit for fit. The research shows that job satisfaction is higher when you recruit for fit organizational citizenship is higher when you recruit for fit productivity is higher when you recruit for fit or uh, athletic performance is higher when you recruit for fit and um, that's important for us so Kira maybe from your perspective as a college athlete now and going through it for four years like if you had to give any advice to, to high school athletes who, who want to compete in college, and we'll keep it at the D3 level because we're a little bit more unique at this level. Um, you know, you could think about it from the lens of just a try and triathlon team, but any athlete who wants to kind of compete at this level, like maybe what are some of the traits they need to have or, or you know, what are some of the things that they need to know about that you wish you would have known before you got started? Um, I mean, probably the biggest is just having a positive attitude. Um, if you don't have a positive attitude coming into practice that translate to other teammates. And then you start dreading practice with the social aspect. Practices are hard enough as mm-hmm. it is. You don't want to dread the social aspect. So coming in with a positive attitude, um, ready to work, um, ready to be better. Um, everyone can improve in something, um, just gr- growing off of each other, learning from each other. Um, just having that willing attitude, I guess, positive mm-hmm. attitude. So how do you think your leadership has grown over these four years now to, to where you're a senior, you've been through it for four years, you know, maybe you might not be the, the best athlete on the team, but you're, you're pretty doggone fast. You know, how are you able to, to bring others along? Um, I would say mostly by example. I'm not really a loud person per se, but I try to, I try to be the best I can be. Um, I try to put in the hours and just make myself better. And hopefully um, I can bring others with me. Hopefully we can bounce off each other and um, learn from each other. Um, I'm, I'm learning every day, especially with my swimming. And I'm hoping mm-hmm. maybe I can bring others along in the biking um, and so that we can become better as a team. Um, that, is, that is my main goal as a leader, being a senior. <laughs> and triathlon is such a, a difficult sport. You know, I, I'm a triathlete, albeit very, very slow. Um, and, you know, somebody has a, a background in, in either swimming or biking or running. It's weird to see somebody actually with a background actually in triathlon. So, so Danny, when you're getting them coming in as freshmen, you know, how are you able to work through that with them where it can be, you know, I, I've been doing it for a decade now. I still get frustrated in the pool 
you know, how do you, how are you able to keep them kind of positive and motivated and, and now get to the point where Kira, where she's made such great strides now in her senior year? Well, I'm like you. I struggle to swim. All of these girls are better swimmers than me, <laughs> and, and they coach me swimming. Um, but I think, you know, you know, based on off of what Kira said, we're, we're all a team. We all are part of the leadership process. We all coach each other. These ladies, every time we go swimming and I'm with them, you know, they'll they'll you know coach me on my. My, my stroke technique, which is terrible. They'll coach <laughs> me on my, uh, my kicking, which is, which is terrible. Um, but one of the things that we, I, I try to communicate to them as regularly as I can is our goal every day is to get a little bit better. Mm. Um, our goal today is to um, get a little bit better in our endurance running. You know, it's an easy run. It's an endurance run. Focus on what's important today and what's important today is running and improving in our endurance. Um, tomorrow, it's going to be some swimming. Uh, focus on being a little bit better tomorrow in, in your swimming and in your technique. We're going to bike some more. Um, so what we've, what we've done is try to focus on the little things each day. Um, even here after four years, last week she changed her technique in mounting her bike to, and she probably improved by about three seconds in her transition by mounting her bike a little bit different. It made a big difference in the race. You know, she was able to get 100 yards ahead of somebody, her competitor, and 100 yards is hard to make up in a bike. Um, but it's just about getting a little bit incrementally better every day. And if we focus on those little bitty things and we help each other through these little bitty things, then National Championship, November takes care of itself. Yeah, I like I it. Everybody's bought into that. Yeah. And I'm thankful that everybody's bought into it. Yeah. Um, and you've done some consulting and, and some coaching in some team sports. And, and, you know, you were a team sport athlete growing up as well. So what have you seen as some of the differences between working with a sport, an individual sport like triathlon and like team sports like basketball? Well, that's a, that's a great question. I don't think that people realize that even though triathlon is somewhat of an individual sport, it really takes a team to accomplish what we're trying to accomplish. Mm -hmm. At the NCAA level, triathlon really is a team sport because it, it, you know, we have to draft on the bike. We have to work together on the bike. And sometimes you're working together with the opposing team. Um, so you build these odd, strange relationships where you're working together in a race with uh, your with your competitors. Um, our ladies uh, are, are, are lucky that they've been able to work with competitors, but with, with each other too. But just outside of the race, it's a team sport because we push each other on every run. Mm. Um, I run with these guys and I wouldn't run nearly as hard if uh, I wasn't running with Kira and, and, and Sammy and, and, and Becca and all these other ladies. On, on the bike ride yesterday, we biked as a team. We had um, with nine people out on the bike. And um, shoot, any of us could have dropped off at any, at, at any time on that bike, but everybody stayed together and they worked really hard. That was a team effort to get through that bike ride. Swims are the same way. Um, 
we we do it as a team and we encourage each other as a team we challenge each other as a team model the way as a team um it is somewhat of an individual sport, but it's a team sport. I know when you and I have done things like uh, half Ironmans and Ironmans, mm -hmm. it's um, the people we train with that encourage us and inspire us. It's the process of going through that with special people and the stories you tell and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting because, you know, you can only take so many athletes to, to an actual meet. I feel in the team concept, sometimes especially coaching guys there's a difference between coaching coaching men and women i think in in some aspects and this is one of them where i think if i'm the second string point guard yeah i want to win but i want to beat that guy out because i want to play um so you know we're, we're working together but at the same time want to beat them you know triathlon and, and track and some of these other individual sports it is interesting because you're right we're, we're pulling on the same rope and we're trying to pull together and you know to help me get through a, a hard workout to see somebody else doing it with me um it's just special it's just kind of a unique sport yeah i get better by making a mirror better you yeah. know or and akira better and and sammy better and the the better they get the better i get Absolutely. And, you know, to, to switch gears just a little bit, a few years ago, uh, you wrote the book Shared Vision, and, and I was very honored to, to contribute a little bit to that book. So that was really cool for me. Um, if you could give us like a brief synopsis of what that is, and maybe just kind of some of the highlights uh, of that book there. Well, the idea uh, behind Shared Vision, and these, these ladies have gone through Shared Vision uh, for the third time this year. Um, it's, a, it's a really about defining organizations individual and collective values within a team. And then through those individual and collective values, uh, creating a credo and committing to each other how we will live our lives in alignment with that credo, um, how we'll practice in alignment with that credo, how we'll perform as teammates in, in alignment with that. It's really just creating a shared vision for an organization based on values. And so what have been maybe, if you wouldn't mind sharing, like the credo that you guys have with the triathlon team or just, um, and Kira, I'll ask you this question, but just the, the credo you guys have or some of the shared values you guys have? Um, I don't quite recall what, exactly what our credo is. We made it last year. Um, but uh, I mean, some of the values that we have, um, I would say, for sure, like hard work, dedication, um, the obvious ones, uh, really just giving your 100% because if someone's giving their 50%, it really takes a toll on the rest of the team um, mentally and uh, so everyone giving their 100%. The, um, the, the values are hard work, dedication, yeah. and winning. Um, so the, the credo that, that they had came up with two seasons ago was there's no, no room for laziness, half effort, or quitting only hard work, dedication, and winning. Um, and when you spend some time with these ladies, um, you see that they really, really, really live that out. Uh, and a great example of it was our um, race two weekends ago. Um, we didn't start that race nearly as well as we've started almost every other race. And I'll be honest with you, when I watched the girls come out of the water, I was like, oh God, we're in trouble. <laughs> uh, we're in a tight spot here and um, they worked together and they really had a lot of grit they overcame a lot of adversity in that race um, 
they were dedicated to winning. And um, at the end of the race, we won. We were champions. We uh, competed against nine teams, and we beat the four-time national champion team. Um, and it was because they didn't give up. They showed grit. They overcame adversity. They caught up with, the, with each other on the bike. They drafted. They uh, worked together. They, they did all the things that they say they believe in. They really lived it out. And that builds trust. So this is going to be a question for both of you. And, and Kira, I'm going to start with you first because it's a – you know, uh, Danny just made an important point there. You know, you guys started off in triathlon, still an emerging sport, but it's going to be a varsity sport here any day. You know, I'm convinced of that. Um, however, you know, you start off with, you know, Danny, you had uh, athletes who never clipped into a bike before or, or never ran. And now we get to the point where you guys were national runner-ups last year. You know, you just win a regional race and, and beat the defending champions this past year. So what are some of the, the life lessons that you've taken from triathlon that you think that you will carry on for the rest of your life? Oh, man, there's, there's a lot. Triathlon has definitely impacted my life in a positive way. Um, it's really taught me to um, how to plan out and organize like kind of my life um, and just with my studies, um, how to make sure I'm not procrastinating things. Um, if I got a set, set schedule, I have to practice at a certain time. I got to get this done at a certain time. Um, and I translate that into my job over the summer where um, I'm not getting distracted. I'm just putting my best foot forward and getting the work that I need to get done um, at my job. And I've really learned that through triathlon because um, haven't haven't been giving my I've been giving my 100% in the sport and then I can lead that to other parts of my life. I, I love that you said that. It's something I was just talking about in one of my classes today. You know, only about one to 2% of high school athletes will receive a college scholarship, get any money in it at, at all. And about 5% actually play college athletics. And then less than 1% of that are actually going to make a living in sport. And, and a whole lot less percent of that are going to make enough money to live for the rest of our lives. So we're all going to be professionals in something else. And that's kind of the great thing of sport, especially as I bang the drum with youth sport development on, you know, it, it's great to be competitive and it's great to win and it's great to do all these things. But, you know, you're learning all these lessons through sport that you're going to be able to carry on. And, you know, you talk about giving a hundred percent in everything. And I know you're in a, you're in a difficult major, um, uh, engineering, mechanical, mechanical engineering, engineering yeah. right? Um, so you can't give halfway in calculus, nope. right? Or the, or the space shuttle won't get off the ground. So, um, and Danny, the same thing, you know, not only have you been coaching, but you're, you're an Ironman, multiple uh, time Ironman. What have been some of the lessons you've learned just the training and your successes and your failures and all these great things about going long and doing something about only maybe 1% of the population can do that you've been able to train, um, that, that have translated to your daily life? Well, I, I think triathlon is just a great laboratory for learning a lot of lessons in life. It's, uh, lessons about commitment lessons about you know doing the hard work when nobody's watching mm. and, um i mean we don't get a whole lot of glory but we work really freaking hard and that's kind of what we do at work every day i mean um that, the trap is just a great laboratory to learn a lot of things about dedication and hard work and um lifting other people up. Some of the best leaders I've met in life were people I've met in triathlon who were there to serve me. Um, and I just think it's a wonderful sport. 
Um, I, without triathlon, I wouldn't have met these guys. They've made me better every day. Uh, I saw a great quote one time. Somebody said, if you ever lose faith in humanity, go watch a marathon or triathlon and just all the people they're supporting in, in your ride. It's just kind of one big family because um, you do. You've got those people walking alongside and that's kind of the cool part as a coach. You know what they're doing out there is tough and then you get to walk alongside and kind of help them out. So um, I just think that's that's just a really cool thing. And so so last question um, I have for you, Danny, I know you also support, uh, you're also advising sport management students. Um, so for those students who come to you who, who may want to get involved in, in working in sport um, or maybe even just doing some things on the on the leadership side or coaching side, um, what are some of the advice that you might give them or, or things you've seen or heard from former students that, that you would share with them? Well, one of the things that I try to share with all my advisees is it's okay not to know what you want to do. Hmm. Um, and where you start is not going to be where you end. Um, I wanted to be a priest or a disc jockey when I uh, went to college, and I didn't become either one of those. Uh, I became a stockbroker. I was a stockbroker for 25 years, and I uh, never dreamed I'd be a professor. Um, there's going to be things that happen in your life that uh, are going to be transformational. Um, I just always try to encourage my students and, and our athletes to keep their, their, their mind open. Um, be, be learningful. Um, realize that you don't know what you don't know. We have a lot to learn, and we don't know what we don't know. Um, I think it's important to uh, have to be passionate about what you're doing, but know that where you start is not going to be where you end. Work hard, be dedicated. Great advice. And if people wanted to find your book, Shared Vision, are they still able to get it? Yes, they get it on Amazon. All right. Um, Shared Vision on Amazon. Let's go to Amazon, type in Shared Vision, and then you can also follow Try and Triathlon team. They're on Twitter and they're on Instagram. Just look up uh, Try and Triathlon and it'll pop right up. So Dr. Powell, Kira, really appreciate you guys being on the podcast today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Be sure to download our next episode on Friday, September 24th, as we talk with founder and president of Living Sport, Alicia Marinelli. As always, we'd like to say a special thank you to producer Josh Hornbacher for his work behind the scenes today. This is the Center for Sports Studies podcast, broadcasting from the Trine Broadcasting Network. For more information about the Center for Sports Studies, please visit trine.edu. Also be sure to like the Trine Center for Sports Studies on Facebook and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at TrineCSS. Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.